Yesenia, it's another Wednesday night. AEW Dynamite has just gone off the air. The Memphis Grizzlies win another one on the road against the Miami Heat. Uh, it's cold. Basketball still going. Basketball still going. It's cold. It's wet. It's raining here in California. Uh, forecast is calling for more rain and another quote unquote atmospheric river, whatever the hell that means. But we're here. Uh, we're safe. Thankfully, here to bring the lovely listeners, our soft boilers, another fantastic episode this week. I am not safe. I just broke a nail. Ouch. Everybody. I just broke a fucking nail. Sound the alarms. Sound the alarms. Yesenia just broke a nail. Uh, for, For my folks out there who have worn acrylics, you know the pain that i'm in oh that really fucking hurt okay oh, you, let's you have ace a, we need you rolling you are now tuned in to the soft-boiled podcast with deandre and yesenia your one-stop shop for all things relationships now sit back relax and enjoy the show oh my god that fucking hurt yes i have acrylics <sighs> okay i can suffer through i'm getting my nails done again on saturday morning so Ow. we're good <laughs> you just broke a whole okay. acrylic nail off my god that's what i get for being fucking reckless with my nails anyways hi hello let me send you i'm in pain uh, i'm here you do I'm, for beauty. I'm ready i'm ready to roll she's ready to roll ladies and gentlemen and speaking of rolling we're gonna roll right off of uh last week's topic of scams that we just widely accept as society we're not going to round off the list um we are going to jump to the last one the last uh thing on that list that we didn't get to in the last episode so if you missed last week's episode uh go ahead listen to it feel free to uh but we're going to conclude not conclude that list but we're going to talk about one item on that list that we didn't get to but uh it's actually a topic that we actually both agreed that, yeah, this should be a topic uh, in and of its own. Uh, and that is the U.S. credit score. U.S. Now, I uh, have a pretty good credit score myself. Uh, what say you, Yesenia? I used to have a really good credit score until my student loans hit. Ooh. So my student loans tanked my credit. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I know Let's nothing Let's put it this way, that. y'all. They probably wouldn't even rent me a piece of gum right now. Or lease me a piece of gum right now. <laughs> Damn, that bad, huh? It's, it's bad. Like, that's that's why this is a whole topic within itself because i'm like well you're the dumbasses that let me borrow all this money so and you best believe you're gonna be the ones to pay it back too mm-hmm. uh yes the credit score here in this country the country's that ah, get my words right the credit score system in this country is absolutely the biggest scam that we all just sort of buy into and believe in for no reason whatsoever it makes absolutely no sense and if you don't know what i'm talking about i just pulled up google uh the credit score uh, by definition from oxnard is a numerical rating representing the perceived ability of a person or organization to fulfill their financial commitments based on an analysis of their credit history and current financial circumstances in other words this number represents um, whether or not you are able to uh, meet Lease an apartment, uh, buy a house, you fucking need it to open credit cards, you take, need it to take out a loan, take out a loan to go to school, damn near. Um, you need it to, you know, drive a car off the lot, even if it's just a danky little $4,000 car. If you're pulling it from a salesperson on like a business like car law you 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 gotta need you gotta have credit yeah credit is a staple in america yeah absolutely you can't get anywhere in life practically anywhere in life without it uh 
Basically, what they do is they pull up your history and they look at all the forms of credit you've had over the years. Basically, when you open up a line of credit, that basically means you're taking someone else's money. Nine times out of 10, it'll be the bank. You take uh, someone else's money uh, that they give you and you pay it back over time uh, at fixed payments uh, and whether or not there's interest accrued over time. That's all you hammer that all out up front um, and your credit report history report will show whether or not you've made your payments on time or if you've had any late payments and fees and all these other extra, you know, circumstances um, that wouldn't allow you to pay your, your whatever bills came up at the time. And God help you if you miss one payment or you fall behind. <laughs> Cause yeah, like you said, you said that can just tank, tank, tank your credit. And of course, as she just said, that is your ability to almost live in this country, rent an apartment, buy a house, buy a car. Um, that's basically like your whole foundation in this country. And it, it yeah. is, it's absurd, you know, like people, people sometimes, you know, they fall on hard times, you know, medical being another one. Like we talked about it before, like the, the healthcare in this system is absolutely atrocious. Medical bills can wipe you out. You get behind on your medical bills. There goes your credit right there. You know what I mean? So, you know, when it, when it comes to like this conversation, like by no means are we experts by no means are any type of like financial, um, advice financial these gurus. are just yes these are just two people who have you know made some positive changes made some poor choices and we are just sharing about our experience so by no means do you have to listen to this stuff by no means do you have to follow in the footsteps that we have taken we are just two people that want to talk about money and credit especially here in america and i feel like i have to say that which really does suck because you never know there's always going to be that one person that's like well i follow deandre and yasenia's podcast and they said to do this and then this happened yeah no we're not liable for any of that shit you are an adult or a human hopefully you're human um with um autonomy and ability to make choices if those choices are poor that's on you take accountability and move on with life and if those decisions and choices are positive good for you take accountability move on with life yeah and f piggybacking off of what she said we're actually gonna broaden the scope uh to not just financial uh, financial uh credit scores <laughs> excuse me i'm also getting over uh being sick for the last week so please uh excuse me uh, if there's any coughing or sneezing or wheezing uh throughout today's uh episode but we're All gonna right, old man <laughs> right for real uh, but we're going to broaden the scope of today's uh, topic to not just credit scores. We're going to broaden it up and open it up to the topic of mon money, 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 money. That was uh, the Million Dollar Man's uh, theme song. I heard, I did not hear any of that, to be quite honest with you. So hopefully the podcast caught <laughs> it. I, I, didn't. I probably peaked so hard on Discord, but it's all right. You'll You'll hear it in post. Sounds good. But yeah, uh, the topic of money, it's always a conversation, uh, whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, uh, whether you have a job, you don't have a job, you're on some sort of government assistance or uh, assistance from family members, friends. Money is, is, is what's the saying? Money makes the world go round. People will die for it. People will kill for it. Uh, mm -hmm. And people will do anything to obtain it. Uh, you know, it's hey, your choices are your own. Uh, there's no judgment here. Whatever you got to do, you get twenty dollars is twenty dollars. That's all I got to say. But um, well, just to kind of like jump right into it, DeAndre, what's what's been your upbringing around like money and finances? Like, was your family or your parent? The type of family slash parent that you y'all talked about saving money you talked about hardships i don't know if you if y'all struggled financially did you ever see that did you like hear about it or you know kind of like what are your like early thoughts about like what money is and like saving and thing like things like that yeah uh early on i can remember us it was because it was me my mom and my sister growing up in memphis uh christmases were 
generally pretty fruitful uh you know me being a kid i i got you know all the toys and whatnot i had no scope of you know where this stuff came from all i knew is that it was just in my house one morning under a tree so mm -hmm. uh growing up well, when we moved me and my mom decided to move out here i started noticing that the christmases were getting a little bit smaller and smaller now with the mindset that i have now of course that all makes sense because going from uh living in the south where the median and the cost of living is much much lower than it is here in california uh i can finally understand why the christmases got you know smaller and smaller growing up um we i shouldn't say were or by any means we were definitely middle class i would definitely mm -hmm. say middle class i can't say whether upper lower or middle i can't say uh, i can't speak on that because i didn't have i wasn't in that mindset growing up but uh because you know i i i you know i had the gamecube i had the the playstation 2 growing up i had consoles and games and uh you know rode bikes and got to go on field trips and all these things so the concept of of needing things never really was like oh it wasn't it wasn't like i could just ask for anything and i could get it yeah my mom would always say like oh i can't afford that right now or um you know maybe not right now it's a little expensive maybe wait for it to go on sale things like that so she would always sort of temper my expectations for the things um mm -hmm. that i wanted and then obviously fast forward when i got my first job then that's when the concept of saving really started to kick it in my head. I didn't really have an allowance growing up. I did for like a little bit at one mm -hmm. point when I was like seven or eight. I, uh, but that didn't really last too long. Um, but, uh, oh no, I, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead. I do remember in middle school and high school when my mom would give me lunch money, she'd give me like two or $3 for lunch mm -hmm. every day. And whenever I didn't eat lunch, I would just save it. And if there was a game I wanted that I would, save up my one dollar bills and i'd go to target and i drop a wad of one fifty one dollar bills on the counter oh to buy God. whatever game i wanted i was like yeah that was i mean that was my concept of of saving up by uh back then i i remember when uh what game it was burnout paradise on the xbox 360 i remember when that game came out saved up all my all my uh my schmeckles my clams went down to target Walked right in, dropped like uh, what was it? What game, how, games were like sixty bucks, I think. I dropped like sixty-one dollar bills on the counter at Target. Homegirl counted all of them, and I walked right out with my game, and I could not have been prouder of myself. Mm. <laughs> uh, but like that made me feel good, you know. I yeah. I saved up with my own money uh, to buy something that I truly truly wanted. Because games yeah. games were getting expensive when the PS3 and 360 came out. I couldn't buy those things all the time. So getting expensive, they've fucking skyrocketed. That's yeah. a scam in itself. We'll talk about that in a different episode. Yeah, now they're like seventy bucks. But anyway, but uh, yeah, and then I got my first job, and that's when my checks were, you know, my checks were were pretty pretty nice looking. I can't lie. Plus, getting paid every week. Um, yeah, I was I was like, okay, cool. This I started my own bank account. Uh, started a savings, uh, made some good financial decisions, poor financial decisions. Uh, you know, now I think I'm in a place now to where I think I can take care of myself financially, even with all the bills that I've got to take care of and all the subscriptions that I've signed up for and all the trips that we take and all the, the outings that we go on and all that stuff, like all the, the, the leisure the leisure and luxury stuff and bills, like I think I've got a pretty good head. Uh, I think my mind is wrapped around all that enough to where I can survive uh, on my current status. Now, of course, that's living in terms of being in California, where that's all you pretty much do is survive, unfortunately. Yep. Unless you're making top dollar. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my story in a, in a quick little nutshell. How about you, miss? Yeah. You know, I, I used to hesitate using like middle class or lower class because 
I just always assumed that we were like poor. Um, but now that you're mentioning like, oh, you know, I had a GameCube, I had this, I had that. I guess essentially we did too. And I also just feel like my mom found a way to make miracles happen because, you know, as I got older and as we get older, you know, if you if you ever had a parent struggle financially, I think you you remember conversations and things start to click in your head. And so for me, that that kind of happened where I think we were like kind of on the verge of being homeless, maybe, you know, like I said, conversations that I kind of remember vaguely in my head. And I'm like, oh, is, is that what that was about? Right. But anyways, um, so, yeah, you know, I think my mom worked her ass off, like needless to say. Um, I, I didn't have both my parents uh, together. My, my parents divorced when we were really young. Thank the Lord. Thank the universe because they were not meant for each other. And I, yeah, I had two Christmases. I had, you know, two, two houses that each one of them probably had their own versions of hardships, but I think they did the best they could in terms of, you know, like financial education, you know, my mom did the same thing of like, oh, we can't afford that. Or she actually used to work at this calendar place. And every Christmas they would have like a holiday party. And I freaking loved that holiday party because you would like have like a wish list for your kids. And we they, we were allowed to like put whatever we wanted. And so like naturally, like we would, you know, put the stuff that we really, really wanted. And like nine times out of ten, we would get it. Um, and so this company, you know, it's the CEOs that are like basically buying everything. Actually, most calendars that you see at like Target, if people still use calendars, but... Uh-huh. Most calendars you see are probably made from that company. Um, so there's so, like there's like one company that's got a monopoly on calendars. Like damn near, almost. Oh man. Um, but anyway, so when it came to like financial like literacy, so to speak, my mom actually was the one that had the tighter budget you know she's raising three kids we were with her the majority of the time so she had to be very mindful of how to spend money right so we would shop at places like ross and marshall's still some of my favorite stores till this day oh ross Um, is drip for less literally um so yeah i think because of her i (laughs) i have like both this like great <clears throat> admiration for her i swear i'm not about to cry i'm just like choking on my words um i had i have admiration for her because not only did she like show me how to like try to be financially responsible i low-key kind of sort of hate her because and i mean that in a playful way because i didn't get a lot of things as a kid so now as an adult with adult money i fucking buy everything that i want which I get from my dad. So my dad's very financially irresponsible. And I think, you know, that comes with being 17 as a father. You know, he was a teenage parent. Mm -hmm. And I think he missed out on a lot as well. And I think I've said this in another episode. My parents didn't have parents, so they had to learn to be a parent. Um, And, you know, my my dad kind of bought our love for years. Um, You know, I don't think he knew how to do that. I don't think he knew how to show love so he bought it a lot of the time so when that stopped it's like okay like i want i want my things um and so yeah long story short i think nowadays when it comes to saving i don't know how to save because now for me it's like all my bills are paid what are my wants and how like what can i buy first Mm -hmm. which i know it's like doesn't sound the best i like i said like I'm not saying take my advice or anything. I'm just sharing my experience. And so, you know, like right now, um, I have like a like a sign-on bonus coming coming up for my new job. And I'm like, oh, like I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy that. And I'm like, okay, no, Yesenia, like you, you owe two more credit cards that you have to pay off. Um, one of them I used in college for like gas. And then the other one is just like a store credit card that I used way long time ago to build my credit. And, you know, I... I bought things, paid it off, bought things, paid it off. Realistically, the two credit cards in itself probably equate to 500 bucks. So I'm like, I can easily pay that off, you know, once I get that bonus. Um, And if I'm smart, I can put the rest towards Vegas. (laughs) Will I? (laughs) I don't know. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Um, But, you know, I think 
that's something in 2024 that I'm trying to change a lot because I, yeah, like these student loans hit and it, it really fucked up my credit score. But before that, like I was fine, you know, like I, I think financially I was doing okay as, as best as you can in California for a very low, well, I guess I'm like upper lower class according to my salary. Um, so, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but yeah, California is fucking expensive and it's just going to keep getting expensive. Yeah, all things are relative. And of course, we're all spe- we're both of us are speaking uh, in terms of our financial hardships and struggles and gains and whatnot in terms of living in California. Obviously, if we lived anywhere else in the country, the salary we make now, the salary we uh, that she makes and the hourly pay that I get at my job, if we lived anywhere else in the country, except for maybe like bigger markets like uh, maybe New York um if we lived anywhere else in the country we would be living high on the hog <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's absolutely insane how uh even like i think california or, or sorry san francisco is pro i th- i think it's still right now the most expensive if not like top three most expensive markets to live in you could make uh what was it like $30 an hour and still not make enough to afford like the cheapest apartment in San Francisco. It's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I saw the other day that um, I'm cause you know, I'm on that side of Instagram now where houses are popping up from all over the freaking world. And I'm just like, okay, like where are these places? And you know, most of them are like the South um, which personally, I would never move to as a person of color, but that's just me. Yeah, no, you should you should, you should stay far away. As a person who's lived there twice, uh, yeah, definitely uh, keep your keep your uh, your shoes keep your feet on the west coast. Yeah, especially because I look Mexican, like I look Hispanic. I don't need those bullshit ass state laws that Arizona and Texas be having of like if you look like you're an immigrant, you know you're you're gonna be you're gonna be docked, you're gonna be clocked or whatever. Um, and I'm, I, I'll fuck around and get shot for fucking letting, try to let a cop talk to me like that. Got me fucked up. Anyways, I digress. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that, actually. How's, oh, anyways, how's this I remember. On Instagram? Yeah. So it's like three acre houses for fucking like 500 grand. I can't even get a condo in California for yeah, right. 500 grand. Right. Like what? Like five hundred grand here will get you a tent on on a on international in Oakland. Literally, um, and and that's a that's a real shitty part because like one of my lifelong dreams, you know, p- some little girls think about getting married, some little girls think about being a mom. I wanted a house so I can have my own room. <laughs> yeah. Like I just wanted a house for a room, and now that I'm older, I'm like I just want my space. I want to be able to decorate it how I want. I want my purple cups and my purple plates and my plant room. You know what I mean? And that just might not be a thing for me in California. But I also am terrified to move anywhere else because I think there's enough liberalism in California that I don't experience the racism I think I would in other states. Yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I, you know, have always wanted a house. I lived in a house when I was in Memphis. My mom was paying for the house with two kids, taking care of two kids, a uh, single-parent household, and, uh, you know, having a house in the South. You can't do that out here. I don't know. I know people that have, like, multiple kids, and they're married, and they have houses and stuff, and I, and I just in my head i'm like how the hell are you doing this i know that mm-hmm. shit's not cheap and i know that shit is hard but yeah mm-hmm. i've i've resided to the fact that i know i'm probably as much as i want to stay um here in california and especially the bay area like, i love it here i'm not gonna lie like i i truly do think that if i if i were to live anywhere in the country this would be the place that i would want to settle down for as much as uh it has its flaws every 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 area in the country has its flaws. Nowhere is perfect. As much as people want to rag on the politics and the policies and the progressiveness and all that stuff, I don't pay too much attention to all that. I live my life how I want to, and none of that stuff really affects me. Mm-hmm. But I've also I I I'm also not blind to the problems that we do have. You know how expensive everything is, um, and I I've 
sort of accepted that I'm probably never going to own a house here as much as I would like to. I have accepted the fact that if I did want to own a house, I would have to unfortunately move out of the state because if I did want a, uh, a cheap house, a cheap, decent house here, I'd have, we'd, we'd have to move to, you know, in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, like Bakersfield or Chico or somewhere way up north or somewhere down in the desert, down south. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you're not going to be living in an area where, you're going to have access to a lot of uh, amenities uh, and a lot of, I guess, culture, so to speak. You know, okay. you're, you're going to be living, you know, out in some buttfuck shanty town that no one wants to come visit you with. Uh, and and I- that's like another thing, too. It's like I and I, I kind of ranted about this on the last episode, I believe, you know, it really was the fucking tech industry because all these tech companies came to California, Silicon Valley, and they fucking skyrocketed the market, you know? And now they're also the fucking reason to... I personally blame them, amongst other things, but they're one of the biggest reasons that we have the homelessness that we do, that we have the fucking, like, dense populations that we do and, like, houses building on top of each other, like... I forget what the term my brother uses for, like, the copy-paste houses, but you know those, like, new housing developments that are literally the same fucking house yeah, over all, and over again? Yeah, they all look exactly the same, yeah. Yeah, well, I know a lot of people who work on the development of those houses, and a lot of people tell me that they find the cheapest way to build as many houses as they possibly can. So a lot of those houses actually have issues because they just... They do a quick fix rather than like the long-term fixes mm-hmm. because they want to build these houses really cheaply and that's why they're on top of each other and that's why they also have a lot of issues. And it's never just the one house that has the issue. It's like usually like a, a section of houses that have that problem. I don't want that. I don't want to be able to like, like hear my neighbors having a screaming match because the wife decided not to cook dinner or like having someone's you know ye- dad yelling at their kid or... I don't want to hear your parties when you have like Super Bowl parties, you know, it's the idea of like space just doesn't even exist anymore either. And because the tech industry moved to the Bay Area, it skyrocketed all the prices because all those people are making all this fucking money. And then you pushed out everyone who was already scraping by and now you're buying out their fucking properties and stuff. And now that they're trying to do that to more like suburb towns like solano county um yellow county like kind of like um there's some areas of yellow county that's still like really rural um the communities are actually pushing against it because it's like no we don't have big corps here you know maybe a taco bell maybe a burger king or a chevron gas station but like usually the smaller towns don't have these big companies here they're actually pushing back on it which i'm like Hell yeah, because these are rural towns. Like, they don't they don't fucking want a city to be built here. For what? For them to lose their property? For fucking prices to go up, you know? And it's unfortunate because it displays so many people. And a lot of people who move out of California cannot afford to move back. Which is saying a lot. It's like, if you are living in California and you are scraping by, barely surviving, a, a lot of people believe you're fucking rich because you're living in California, you know? And yeah. I've got not a lot of like, oh, you must be like making bank because you live in California. And I'm like, I don't know where you think bank is because I'm fucking barely scraping by. Yeah, I tell people how much I make here. Uh, and they, they yeah, they say the same thing. Like, wow, I wish I was making that much money. Yeah, I bet you do because you, you'd you be living a lot better than me right now. Like, fuck. Um, yeah, like, it, it's it's crazy. Like you were talking and I was just thinking about the the homeless people that are out right now. A lot of them you know, grew up here. Uh, they grew up here their whole lives. They grew up in the Bay area, their whole lives. They grew up in California, their whole lives. And yeah, the tech industry, they came in, they boomed this, uh, this area, you know, they put up all their luxury apartments and the housing, uh, all their restaurants and gyms, um, stuff that they could only afford to go to. And then, you know, though a lot of people, what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the people that are here, for tech they're they're only here on contracts they're not mm-hmm. they're not gonna set up shop here for more than like a year or two and then they're they're gonna bounce none of them are gonna set up uh uh their lives here they're just here for a job and then they're gonna make their money do their time and then leave they're gonna go back to wherever they came from and then they're maybe buy a house wherever they came from you know 
Mm-hmm. And that's and then that unfortunately, while they're here, you know, there's just a revolving door of people that aren't going to invest their time and money in here. Uh, while yet the people that do live here, they are driving out the people that have lived here their whole lives. They can't afford rent. They can't afford their mortgage. So then they get put out on the streets. And unfortunately, for most of them, they can't get back on their feet because it's the system isn't designed to help people get back on their feet in such a manner. Yeah. And that's the shitty part. And I feel so bad for a lot of people that, you know, have lived in Oakland for, you know, all their life. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get told your rent's going to skyrocket next year from X amount and it's going to double or triple even. And then you get you have to move and then the next tenant can afford that and then some. And it's just Mm -hmm. it's just super. It's so fucking crazy. That, you know, also reminds me of. You know, um, I remember kind of just reading more a little bit about this and at the same time just being able to like to talk to people about it, too. Uh, But a lot of people who ended up, you know, losing their homes for, you know, back in 2008 when we had the what are they called? The The recession, the housing crisis. Yeah. Um, A lot of the people that I ended up working with, like, for example, in Solano County, you know, they they didn't know what more to do so they actually like just committed a crime and went to jail because yeah i yep, you go to mm-hmm. jail you, you, get a you roof have over your a guaranteed head. roof you get guaranteed meals, meals you get a bed uh-huh it might not be the warmest but like it's it's guaranteed um quote unquote housing obviously not the wisest decision and a lot of people when desperate times call you're going to go to desperate measures to try to survive right cuz it's all survival tactics but you know i think it speaks a lot when you have a place like California as, you know, quote unquote future forward that it is, there's still a lot of parts that actually could not give a fuck about the people. And, you know, I'm going to call out Solano County for, for example, because I grew up in Solano County. I worked in Solano County. So I know they're, they probably are just as bad as Contra Costa County. Um, But there's no resources. So all these people who are being displaced from the Bay area because rent was too high, well, they all came to Solano County. They all came to Yolo County. What happened when all those Bay Area people came to these counties? Our prices went up too because we didn't want the ghetto people coming into our neighborhoods. And I literally remember this one white neighbor of mine saying that. And it was fucking disgusting because I'm like, why? Because they're black? Why? Because they're a little bit more Mexican than like, you know, my family was. Because at this time, like my parents or my mom was already pretty Americanized. And we were too, you know, so we didn't have that, the the Latino or like Latina accent, you know, that Spanish accent when we talk. And so you have these counties who have no community resources. Trying to get anybody housing resources in Solano County is a fucking pain in the ass. Sometimes it literally takes like seven weeks just to get one person an application. And that's not even guaranteed housing, like affordable income housing. On top of that, we don't really have food banks. On top of that, we don't have any like shelters. There are no, you know, your kids are starving. You need to, you can bring them here to eat. There is no like food, not food, uh, clothing places where you can go and get free like jackets or blankets or anything like that. And I'm not saying... We all need a pitch in to help these people and give them all freebies. Because I know firsthand how many people are working one to two to three jobs and they still have their families in the car because they still can't afford it. And there is no assistance. And it's fucking so shitty because it's like this person is doing everything right. This person is working their jobs. Their kids are doing great in school. They got them in free you know, after school programs to prolong their days and shelter, like in a sheltered place and safe places. And they still can't afford a fucking one bedroom. And that to me is like everything that's wrong with this idea of money, with this idea of currency, especially when it's like, for example, recently, I know we've heard all have heard, if not, you should look it up. The Pentagon had lost, I think it's four to five trillion dollars or billion dollars. But they've been like financially audited for years and they never fucking pass and all this money ends up coming up missing. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing with that money? Like, where are my taxes going? 
where the like i i think cardi b actually made like an instagram live about this sorry i'm like going on a rant i'll stop right now after this cardi b comment she went on this like rant about how she wanted to know exactly where all of her money was going for like the taxes because obviously like she's rich and famous so she like she gets hella taxed but she wanted to know specifically what her money was going towards and i honestly feel like we should be getting receipts of Yesenia, you had to pay $3,000 in taxes, and these are the receipts of what those $3,000 were used for. And then that should also be fucking audited because you're taking our fucking money that we already work hella hard for, that we can't even afford to live off of, just to put it in these quote-unquote resources that don't really exist because we either work in the field or we are people who are actively seeking these services and we can't get anything. Because that money you quote unquote put inside of these programs don't actually have the money you supposedly gave them. And I'll, t- I'll stop ranting. I'll tell you where the money's not going. They're going to these fucking potholes that are all in the goddamn roads. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God, every year these roads are getting worse and worse, and my car is not handling it very well. Like, oh my God. I'm so glad I got new tires, but for the love of God, these roads need to be fixed like ASAP. We should start finding the state of California for it, to be quite honest, or the city or somebody. Like, y'all aren't fixing the roads with our money, so what the fuck are y'all doing? Here is my bill. You can pay for my tires. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kind of circling back to uh, the housing thing. um, uh, It's crazy the fact that we're we're complaining about all this now. Um, Think about all the people that live in Texas that are getting to experience uh, what we're experiencing because all the, a lot of the tech people, not even the tech people, but just a lot of people that just lived in California their whole lives have finally thrown their hands up in the air and have said, I've had enough of this. And they're finally saying, uh, all right, we're going to move to one of these uh, safer tax havens like, uh, like Florida, like Texas and, Weirdly enough, I would ever want to live in Florida. I mean, hey, there there are people out there, <laughs> but yeah, and then they're now they're bringing um, their California ness, their California problems to other parts of the country, and uh, that we're just we're just spreading our 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 problems, giving it to the rest of the country, and it's uh, kind of I don't want to say sad, but. I don't, I don't even know if there's a word to describe it, but I, cause I know Austin, especially the city like Austin, Texas has been a booming city for the last maybe like 10 years or so. That city has been growing at such a rapid pace that I don't know how they're keeping up with it all. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden you get these influx of, um, Californians moving into the area and of course Dallas and other Metro, big Metro areas in Texas. And then now their rents are skyrocketing. Their mortgages are growing up. They're maybe not their taxes and their prices for goods are going up, but um, the cost of living is, is rising because a lot of tech companies are moving out of California and they are going to Texas. They Mm -hmm. are going to Georgia. They are going to Florida. They're going to these other places where taxes aren't as high and we're pretty much bringing California to them. So Mm -hmm. uh, hello everyone. Uh, If, if you've noticed your cost of living going up over the last couple of years, sorry. Well, I mean, sorry. it's not it's not my fault, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying. Sorry for but Yeah, I was just about to say sorry for what? Um, no, <laughs> I think that's that's so real, especially given that a lot of the companies that move to like the Bay Area, for example, they're leaving the Bay Area because it's like, oh, it's too fucking expensive out here. Like, why why live out here when we can be living in these fat ass mansions making California money. Right. Um, so my mom was actually recently telling me about a coworker of hers who he moved to Florida, but he's still going to be with the company. Oh, wow. So I'm like, so, you know, they get paid weekly because it's a government contracted agency, mm. um, but it's not a government agency. So these people get paid weekly and he's making like, Close to 80 grand, which is nothing in California. Nothing here, yeah. But in Florida, like, that's a lot. And he has a master's degree. So it's like, you know, me thinking, it's funny because my mom actually tried to, well, not that she tried to set me up with him, but she like inquired of like, oh, I have a daughter that I think 
you know you would get along with and uh, your mom was playing your mom was playing the long game i see he's actually he's actually cute so i was like not you know i i didn't mind um but i think she was like oh he's he's nerdy you're nerdy you know match made in heaven type of yeah, thing yeah 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 <laughs> um but anyways so i think for her it was more of like oh you know like he's he's going to live this like better life and i'm like dude like he's making california money just in a different state a very cheap state which i'm like fucking i don't i never want to be in florida i don't like florida i no mean i mean no disrespect floridians but y'all have some of the fucking dumbest laws i've ever seen and that's right next to texas who is the second state i would never fucking go to um nothing is bigger and better in texas let me just say that um yeah so i think for the most part like it sucks because people are being paid these like quote-unquote high wages because california does have high wages but they're living in these cheaper states now which is for sure going to drive a lot of people into homelessness or a lot of people losing their homes just in general because like we were just saying why take someone who's only willing to pay a thousand dollars for rent when there's someone here you can charge 
what, what it's got it everything is, it is an open carry state yeah if that floats your boat hey more power to you um but yeah like vegas has pretty much everything california has and then some and it's a lot cheaper to be there why what why would you not want to be there? You know, um, okay, I, I might get this a million reasons why, but, and also there's tons of entertainment. You know, if you want to go out on a Friday night and go see Adele, <laughs> you know, at, at Caesars, you know what I mean? Or all the concerts that come through, they've got a hockey team. That's very good. They, uh, they may or may not be getting a basketball team within the next five years. And I swear to God, if they they're get getting a, a baseball team, yeah, they're getting a baseball team. Like, <laughs> Vegas has the become Raiders, a, the Raiders are there. I would move to Vegas just because I want to be. Look, able, I'm a Raider fan, y'all. Don't fucking hate. I will come for your necks. Um, look, I would go for just the Raider games. Look, for years, Vegas has not been a sports town because everyone was like, "Oh, there's gambling. They're gonna be gambling. All this kind of stuff." <laughs> and look, they are turning Vegas in like the blink of an eye into a sports town, and that town could not be better for it. I, and I've always said, if they get a base uh, basketball team, I want to be there on the ground floor getting season tickets for that very first season, and I want to be there for that. That is history be in the making right there, and I need to be there for that. Damn, that, that really is history in the making. Actually. Man, like how often do you get to say like, yeah, I was there for – a team's very first season in a brand new in a brand new city like that's that yeah. that never happens but again yeah, that con- with the Raiders. <clears throat> but again that conversation we haven't seriously sat down and had that conversation yet i'm sure it'll happen in the next couple of weeks or months or whatever the case may be we'll you know hash out details or whatever whatever we need to do to make that happen if 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 it ever were to happen of course Moving away also means moving away from friends and family, which can also play a huge factor in, you know, staying or going with anyone um, like you included. Like if you wanted to move uh, across state lines, even if it was Nevada, Nevada is not terribly far from us. Like, let's say you wanted to move to Reno. Reno is a three hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. Three hours can seem a little much for some people and not others. And of course, you have to take in account for weather like this time of year. It snows. Uh, in Reno and on their way to Reno. So getting to your family on certain occasions may not be uh, an option. So that's why you get a car that has all wheel drive. You got to get all wheel drive and you got to get them chains. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, living can be easy and of course it can be hard. Of course we're and uh, obviously we're also speaking about this stuff, uh, not having children. <laughs> Yeah. Something we and should have also prefaced at the top, but yeah, neither one of us, uh, we, we are both children less. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I was actually just coming in and this could be another topic, um, a future topic, but you know, I've actually just come to the realization that I don't think I want kids. Um, it's something that I would tell myself all the time just to avoid being a teenage mom. And then I would tell myself more just to avoid being you know, a college dropout. And then it slowly just became this, like, actually, no, like, I don't think I'll ever. And maybe, maybe it is because I feel like I don't, well, I don't have the opportunity to live a life where I can afford kids and shout out to all the people that are doing it and that are stressed the fuck out doing it, but are doing it because you are doing something that I personally feel like I do not have the capabilities for because I personally would take it to my grave if I felt like I was giving a child a shitty life because I couldn't afford more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the sad reality of a lot of us right now. It's like, can't even afford having a kid in California. Um, but I actually wanted to circle back around, um, you know, just to kind of touch base when it comes to... Uh, Man, we're doing a lot of circling. We must be getting dizzy. I know. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> you know, when it when it comes to like credit, there is. So I had a friend that went to China. I'm going to say allegedly just for protection purposes. Um, she went to China for uh, what's it called? Studying abroad. And something that she had to do allegedly was get rid of her American socials and create Chinese socials. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, and, and go under, like, the Chinese laws. And, you know, when you, like, scroll down to the bottom and you agree to the terms and services and you never read that shit? 
Well, I guess in China it's different because, and I don't know if it's still like this, so this is just, you know, based off one person's experience back in, like, 2016. Um, she they she had mentioned that they have, like, a social credit system. Oh, yeah, that's, so, that's true. Yeah, they have that, yeah. You have, like, a social yeah. credit. So I don't know if it's, you know, if they also have, like, the financial credit one. It kind of reminds me of that Black Mirror episode. I don't know if you ever watched that on, on Netflix. Never um, seen Black Mirror. I know everyone says oh I should and whatnot. Goodness. It's just this very fucked up way of thinking what humans can do as a society. And I liked it for that reason. And, like, for example, this one specifically, it's a social credit system. And so if you're kind, you get points. If you're not kind, you get docked points. But you want to be in like a certain percentage of people, right? In a certain credit score. And it's about this character who goes crazy trying to have a perfect credit score and be like, you know, top 5% of people. But that's literally what society's like. And it really fucking sucks when you have this like credit system. So for me, like I had almost a perfect credit score up until a year ago. Not even a year ago, up until like six months ago. And, you know, I, I got a credit card when I was 16, not 16, 18, spent the fuck out of it, couldn't pay it off. No one taught me how to use a credit card. No one taught me about paying balances and things like that. So I had to learn that on my own. And once I got to a point where I'm like, cool, I can spend the money I have on a credit card and not a dollar more because I'm going to pay with a debit or I can pay with the credit, build the credit and then pay it off with my debit a week later. And that's usually what I would do. Unfortunately, and I know people are going to be like, Yesenia, you could have picked like a cheaper grad school. I could have picked a cheaper grad school, but the amount of fucking clout that I get from going to Berkeley opens so much fucking doors for me. <laughs> you went and, to Berkeley? Yeah. And it's not my problem to make institutionalized education more accessible. California is actually getting a lot of shit right now because they're actually going to be raising their tuition, which California state systems, I think, I believe their teachers and a lot of people in the academia world are going to go on strikes in for that. Don't quote me on that, but I've been seeing a lot of trends and friends that I have that are in academia talking about this strike. And we're not talking about my hero. No, not my hero. Also, my hero would definitely join these people for the strike because they california wanted to make school accessible for everyone and what are they doing they're fucking raising the prices so the cost of my grad school was a hundred thousand dollars just to put a base price golly by the time i'm quote unquote done paying for this tuition it'll be like 300 grand which i'm gonna be really honest y'all i do not plan on paying that back because I had to get this master's degree to do a job that I was already doing, but I couldn't get paid to do because I didn't have the certificate. I didn't have the licensing for it. I am not doing that. I am not paying a single fucking penny back. I am going to do the minimum requirements for the public service loan forgiveness and get my loans forgiven because I was already doing this work for four years without the degree. And I don't mean like, you know, like, oh, like I was just like checking in with people like, no, I, I did therapy without being licensed so many people do therapy unethically without license like all those social media like influencers that are like oh dm me i'm a counselor or i'm like a a paramedic counselor that's what they're doing is therapy without degrees and they probably violate so many ethical laws and they probably don't have a lot of training to do so but they're fucking doing it and then they can pay a privatized uh payment fee and make all this money for it versus people who actually want to follow ethical guidelines to ensure that we're not causing more harm have to pay hundreds and thousands of dollars to get a degree that doesn't pay us enough anyways. Um, you know, real, and it's really, uh, real quick, uh, not to cut you off. I'll let you continue. Uh, we really need to be normalizing, uh, uh, uh pushing kids, not pushing kids, but like in, encouraging them encouraging them to go to trade schools also and not just colleges and universities because colleges and universities aren't for everyone that that type of learning and book studying that's not for everyone but if you teach a kid how to fix a car or how to weld or be a plumber or whatever they'll have a skill set they can use literally for the rest of their life and for all my people out there who are like oh i can't afford college or i'm not a college kid Trades make more money. Trades make if you're more good money. Mm-hmm. with your hands. Do it. I was a nerd. I don't I don't I was a babysitter. I was a parent as a child. I couldn't do those things. 
if I could have played sports, I probably would have went to college on a scholarship. I probably would have got into sports. If I was good at something, I would have made a business out of it. But I didn't have that opportunity. So if y'all are out there, Yesenia, I'm so good at doing hair and makeup. Start now. If you're 16, if you're 24, if you're 35, if you are good at it, build your brand, build your clientele. You do not have to go to college for that. If you are good with wires, go be an electrician, go do HVACs, go do software, like do something, like make computers, do something with that and start now because college is not for everyone, one. I also don't really like that saying because really what it is is college is meant for people who can financially afford it. That's what it is. If you can finesse the government to get them to pay for you, that's fucking great because that's what I did. And I 100% support that shit. Get the government to pay for that shit. Get financial aid. And if you can't do it, if you're too scared, if you really don't want to deal with the loans, go do something you're great at and fucking invest in yourself because, oh my goodness, had I done that, I probably would have been an esthetician right now and not a therapist, but they're one of the same. I just would have helped people with their skincare. Um... But I was too scared to go that route. And not that I regret it because I love being a therapist. I also just feel like I could be living a better lifestyle had I not spent three years in grad school. And thanks for that, Berkeley, because you really fucked up my credit score for an education you didn't really provide because everything you taught me, I already knew. Yeah, if there's one scam that we didn't talk about uh, last episode, it's college. College if is you, a fucking scam. I, I have literally always said that my entire life, uh, even in, maybe not my entire life, obviously, but uh, when I when I got to college, even if, even if it was just community college, I said to myself, like right out of the gates, I said, this is a fucking scam, all this shit right here. Yeah, it is your her scam. All this providing me uh, an education that I have to pay for with, a, like we mentioned in the last episode, uh, $500 books. Uh, $800 classes and you know god forbid that I went to a university I had to pay for room and board and food and, and all this other extra bullshit like oh my god that's I, also a scam having to pay for a meal plan at college is a yeah I never I never understood the whole meal plan thing <laughs> what do you mean what do you mean there's a meal plan I eat when yeah, I'm hungry like, you you can get like fucking some ah oh, was it San Jose State? I remember I toured a college here in California, and it was like you had to buy a twenty five meal plan, and I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, you get twenty five meals for free, and I'm like counting that up. I was like, okay, three meals a day, like that's not even fucking a week. It's maybe a week. So three times seven, twenty one, eight days nine nine like 8.5 days so i'm like what do you mean like what the fuck am i supposed to do after i'm done and they're like oh well you can buy more what so you mean to tell me i gotta pay just to eat um which is different than like going out and you know just buying your own food but yeah like shout out to all those people like on tiktok who've been making like the dorm videos of them cooking and stuff y'all are hella smart yeah, because Lord knows uh, groceries are expensive, so I don't blame them for eating the ramen noodles and the Easy Max, <laughs> you know, every night. You know, again, struggle is real. You got to do what you got to do uh, sometimes. Um, And if I mean, I know there's like a lot of pride that kind of comes into this next topic um, or like this next little subject. But I did want to mention it like if you just take a moment to swallow your pride swallow your ego, apply for financial assistance in any capacity through the government. Like, I probably could have not survived undergrad without food stamps. And I was making four, maybe $470 a month, $470. My rent was $290, which a rent for a room was fucking ridiculous. And then it, it got raised to $300. So on average i had about like 150 bucks left over which doesn't include pg&e it didn't include my phone bill it didn't include like you know my my cost you know um and i didn't mind not having gas from time to time i didn't mind you know whatever else i could go without because i had food stamps to 
at least make sure that I can bike to the grocery store, get a few groceries and fucking eat. Um, especially college students, y'all like take advantage of that if you can. But that message really is for everyone. Just, I know it can be embarrassing. There was a time where I was embarrassed about it, but honestly, it just made such a difference. Yeah. I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, and to round out the the episode, cause we're coming up on time here. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with asking for help in, in, in any capacity, whether it be with money or if you need someone to listen to you, uh, if you're struggling with anything, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Um, it's literally you trying to take care of yourself. So if you need mm-hmm. to ask for government assistance, welfare, or if you need financial aid, like apply for FAFSA, apply for grants, scholarships and such. Uh, if you're in mm-hmm. high school, you know, your counselors can help you out with all that stuff. Um, and it's never too late. You know, don't think that because you're over a certain age that it's too late. Uh, you can always apply. You can always ask. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the stigma surrounding these things. I, I don't know if it's like lessened over the years, but yeah, of course there's still some, a lot of people, adults, you know, they always feel some type of way of like, Oh, I'm in a hard spot. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to apply for this welfare. Oh God, here it goes. Uh, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean, if you got, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Um, and realistically, the system is not built for us to create wiggle room. You know, it's, it's either you meet the threshold or you don't. And I think if you don't meet the threshold, <coughs> do what you can until you, until you meet that threshold. And then, you know, I, I recommend it to people to talk to like a, a financial advisor at their banks and stuff, especially like right now that I'm trying to get out of debt. I I have sought support from people that I know that can manage money well. It's funny, actually, Adam, one of our fellow ramen writers, bought me a, like a financial literacy book um, because I wanted to finish paying off these credit cards um, be- before my credit got tanked. Um, and honestly, like, there's a lot of free help. Um, don't pay for financial help, though. Like, those social media influencers, those TikTok, you know, Instagram influencers, you shouldn't have to pay for knowledge that is oppression that is an equity issue go to your bank talk to someone you trust or someone you know that's really good with money go out and buy a book or find the pdf version online and just just start somewhere i think the biggest piece is just starting with like gaining more information Mm -hmm. knowledge is power and there's always tons of free resources out there that can help you uh, get back on your feet or at least steer you in the right direction Correct. Oh, and Yesenia, with that, we have come to the. Yes, that's right. This is the end. We've come to the end of another fantastic episode. Uh, oh, what a. We're going to have to rename our podcast to Yesenia's Going on Rant for the Full Hour because I feel like I ranted a lot again today. It was about five minutes. I kept track, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I hope that. People have taken some, again, uh, like Yesenia said, we're not gurus. We're not experts in any of this stuff. We're just speaking on our life experiences. And hopefully some of you have learned a little something from our life experiences on how to navigate this thing, this game we all call life. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, uh, it's it's Friday. It's payday for a lot of us. I know it's payday for me. Um, oh, actually, yeah, tonight uh, I've got a show down in good old Berkeley at the Gilman Brewery. Uh, if you're in the area, in the Bay Area, come on down. Show starts at so 7.30 or 7. 7? 7.30. One of those times, you know, it'll, yeah. Uh, Oasis Pro, uh, Oasis Pro, Berkeley, California, Gilman Brewery, uh, Friday night, tonight. Uh, or however, if you're listening to this not on Friday, then you missed the show. What happened? Why weren't you there? We we could have we would have loved to have seen you, but you know it is what it is. We'll, uh, we'll get them next time. But uh, Teddy, drive safe. If you're driving right now, drive sa- uh, stay safe. Drive safe. There's a lot of wackos out there. Uh, we're coming up on uh, Black History Month, which is next month. Hallelujah. And also, next time you hear us, DeAndre's gonna be a whole ass year older, y'all. Oh yes, that's right. My we birthday. We are celebrating his lovely birthday this Saturday yes, at yes. a lovely restaurant that's so fucking good. 
And one, I'm excited excited to celebrate you, but also I'm excited for good fucking food. I've been dreaming about this. Like my mouth is watering just thinking about it. I know we haven't been in. When was the last time we went there for Teddy? Was it for Teddy's birthday? That was like what yeah, two years ago. Yeah, it was Teddy's birthday two years ago. Yeah. And I'm sad he can't make it because I really wish we could have spent that time with him. But uh, it is what it is. We're gonna. We'll, I'll. I'll. I'll eat. I'll pour one out for him on Saturday night. Yeah, you will. Uh, but yes, thank you, uh, Soft Boilers, for sticking with us for another episode. It's Friday. Go get lit. Uh, if you're going out tonight, stay safe. Uh, I've got to wrestle. Uh, I'll do my best to stay safe. Yesenia, uh, keep keep going on your new job. Hope to hear many a great things uh, in the next few weeks. We'll touch base on that. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening yet again. And you've just been... Soft Boiled.